Now that we're already a week or so into 2024, many of us have made or are still looking to make some New Year's resolutions that will have a positive impact on our lives. For some, this means that estate planning will be very much on their radar. To talk through some of the main considerations that our listeners should find interesting, I'm joined today by Paul Lindsay and Norman Ewing from Macmillan Estate Planning. Paul, Norman, thanks for joining us. Pleasure, Wayne. Good to be here, Wayne. Now, before we get started, I want to let our listeners know that the Macmillan team will be hosting a virtual webinar Thursday, January 11th at 6.30 p.m. and a live seminar at the Fairmont Palliser Hotel in Calgary on Thursday, January 25th at 6.30 p.m. Now, for those who can't attend in person, this seminar on the 25th will also be held online. For more information and to register, call Macmillan Estate Planning at 1-833-266-6464 or go online at macmillanestate.com. All right, well, let's kick things off, uh, Paul, uh, with some of the estate planning concepts that people are traditionally interested in at the start of the new year. Well, Wayne, there are, there are perhaps, I suppose, three principal points that we would like to cover off during the show for you today. Uh, the first one is investments. The second one is tax planning. And then we'll round off with a bit of a discussion about some, some legal planning. Now, as is the case when it comes to estate planning as a concept, there will inevitably be some some crossover, some interplay between them. But those those three areas are probably the highlights, in my opinion. Okay, so let's look at those planning points, if we can, in that same order. Uh, Norman, when we think about our investment planning for 2024, are we talking about our RRSPs and TSFAs, or is there something else that we should be looking at? Well, we're obviously in January here, Wayne, so we're starting to think about, you know, what our income was and what our contribution room is for those RSPs. We also uh, have a new year, so we've unlocked some new room on the TFSA side. Obviously, uh, 2024 is a leap year, so uh, our deadline for contributing to an RRSP is the 29th of February. All right, we get that one extra day. We've still got some time to work on this. And for some, that makes a big difference. And, you know, this is something that we may already be doing as part of our annual estate planning. But January and February is looking at our income, looking at our contribution room. So we're not slammed with taxes when we file our 2023 personal return. And contributions to our RSP allow for tax-deferred growth while we're building the value of these accounts. It's not just about the tax savings today, but we're also about growing these investments and deferring the tax on the growth as well. Now, RSPs that we're traditionally looking at uh, saving for retirement, putting in money now, maybe we're pulling this out in our 60s, 70s, 80s, uh, maybe even in 90s. But there's still a little bit of flexibility when it comes to RSPs through our lifetime. There's the home buyer's plan. We've got the ability to pull up to 35000 borrow up to 35000 from our RSPs to build a home or to buy a home. Uh, there's also the lifelong learning plan, and that allows us to uh, use up to 20000 from our RSPs for further education. So not a lot of flexibility there, but, uh, you know, some uh, ability to buy a house or further your education. But mostly what we're looking at here um, is saving for our retirement years. Now, the TFSA is a little bit more flexible in that regard because, uh, you know, we can really withdraw from it for any purpose. It may be for uh, a house, it may be for education, um, but it could equally be for a rainy day fund or uh, a car or, or really any purpose. 
And the sooner that we, uh, you know, kind of get uh, involved in a TFSA, we're taking advantage of our room, uh, the sooner we're able to generate that tax-free investment growth, uh, which we should be taking advantage of at all costs. And the cap on the TFSAs has increased for 2024. It has. Uh, you know, each each year uh, it's, it's increased and, um, you know, it's gone up a little bit more in the last uh, couple of years. So for 2024, we're looking at an additional uh, TFSA room of 7,000 for most people. So, you know, check what your contribution room is. Uh, you know, some people may not have contributed for a couple of years. Um, you add, uh, you know, a past couple of years plus $7,000, uh, and you could have a significant amount uh, that you can c- contribute uh, in 2024. All right, Paul, any further insight onto the investment side? Well, I, I think the one thing that I might make mention of, Wayne, is this. The fact is that all of us as Canadian investors have the ability to invest our funds, whether that's through RSP, non-registered, TFSA, in such a way that we can protect that investment portfolio. And when I talk about protection, I'm I'm referencing sort of third-party claims that could be made against us. Now, in addition to that, we can also bypass probate and we can also provide for uh, what is known as an investment guarantee. It means that the value of your investment plus any growth can be guaranteed either at maturity or upon death. Now, the way that this is done is we use what is called an investment trust. In essence, your money is managed in exactly the same way in terms of the types of companies that you might be invested in, the industries, sectors, the geography, all of that sort of thing, including the risk tolerance. This isn't necessarily super high risk investing, but the point is that we get to use the protection afforded to us by a trust. We get to put that that notional fence around our investments as a, as a means of ensuring that come what may, that investment value is insulated from any third party claims. Because The reality is we may be sitting here thinking, well, I can't see any claims coming against my estate, but let's be quite honest, we can't guarantee that our estate won't be threatened in the future, even if that seems quite remote at this point in time. Could you give us any case studies, uh, Norman? Yeah, I I worked with a uh, grandpa who had, you know, worked hard uh, his whole life. Uh, uh, He had saved and he started with very little, but uh, by the time I had the pleasure of working with him, he had built up a sizable estate, a sizable investment portfolio. He had an extended family. He had children and grandchildren. And by the time I was working with him, his grandchildren were getting older. Uh, some of them were, uh, you know, turning 18 and, uh, and going off to school. And, uh, you know, he wanted to sort of instill those, those values uh, with his grandchildren. He wanted them to understand the importance of, of saving and investing and growing. Now, uh, he had had uh, sort of these conversations with uh, his, his grandchildren over time, but, uh, you know, there was a concern that it was just kind of in one ear and out the other. Uh, they hadn't sort of had uh, a tangible, uh, you know, example of, of how this worked in their life. Um, and so it was just theoretical. And so, we, you know, we came up with a, you know, a plan of, of doing a matching program uh, with his grandchildren. Uh, the idea being, uh, you know, give them some hands-on experience with saving, uh, having the, you know, the, the grandpa, you know, help them um, in this process. Uh, he was here in Alberta. And so, you know, when his grandchildren turned 18, he had us set up a, a tax-free savings account for them. And the first year was on grandpa. 
Um, the first year, he gave them enough money to uh, um, fill out their contribution room in that regard. And then, you know, we set it up so that uh, in successive years, uh, for, for a number of further years, um, Grandpa would match them dollar for dollar, up to 50% of, of their new contribution room for that year. So there was that practical application that they could see value pretty much right away in, in what they were doing. And they had to buy into it. Yeah. Uh, you know, uh, it, it was grandpa's money the first year, but then beyond that, uh, nothing got contributed unless they had a job, unless they were saving, unless they were earning and coming up with some money to um, fulfill that matching program. And, you know, it was, it was successful in the sense because, uh, you know, it, it, it got them involving. Grandpa was still having these conversations, but it was more on a practical level. It wasn't the theory of, you know, this is how you can set it up. This is how you can protect it. This is how you can grow it. Um, but they were talking about it on a year-by-year basis and see how that was working. All right. Well, let's pause right there. Uh, it's time to take a break. Uh, before we do, a reminder that the McMillan team will be hosting virtual webinars on Thursday, January 11th at 6.30 p.m. and Thursday, January 25th at 6.30 p.m. to talk with you about estate or life planning. Now, for those who prefer an in-person experience, a live seminar will be held at the Fairmont Palliser Hotel in Calgary. That's also on January 25th at 6.30 p.m. To register for either or both of these sessions, contact McMillan Estate Planning at 1-833-266-6464 or visit their website at macmillanestate.com for more information. Paul Lindsay and Norman Ewing from McMillan Estate Planning are my guests today, and we'll be back with more on Talk to the Experts. <laughs> 